0: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by YatGadget. For all your fine quality kayak fishing needs. Go to Pelican Cape, coolers, and Lighting. Go to Pelican.com. And the 153 Bait Company. For all your hard, soft, plastic bait needs, go to the 153anglers.com. Now let's talk about some awesome products. What's up? the final cast i'm brad
2: what's <laughs> <laughs> up <I'm> brad <laughs> i didn't think it's you're gonna bring us in there we're just gonna sit backstage <laughs> for the episode
1: i know I, it's been a couple weeks but good to be oh, back dude,
2: I, I ran it last week by myself and it wasn't too bad but i ended up forgetting to put the clothes in there I was like, hey, oh, Brian, yeah. I think I forgot to do the clothes and I didn't take everybody out at the beginning or take the other guy out. And so it was a kind of a little bit of a mess, but it wasn't too bad. So it's all good. I
1: messed up this week, so it's all good. But so, yeah, how's everything been?
2: Same old, same old man. Just working, just working. Okay. Try to get the kids out in the kayak this weekend but we actually took a ride over to the gmr to put eyes on it first and realized it was a little high they had the uh air, the dam area locked off so yeah i mean we w- we would have been all right um it wasn't like real bad in the area <laughs> not hard to navigate but it is what it is and you know They were kind of misbehaving, so (laughs) yeah, I was bummed. I I didn't
1: be, I wasn't able to get on the river much either. So, yeah, whatever. Well, uh, we got a cool episode for you guys tonight. We're going to talk about the NRS inflatables, uh, the Star, Rival, uh, Challenger, and the uh, Pike. I think. So uh, I met uh, Blake Longworth last week when we met up at uh, Loveland Canoe and Kayak. So we're bringing them on the show to talk about the products. Welcome to the show, man
3: who day Oh, I thought we were. I'm sorry. I thought we were on my football podcast. This is official one.
1: Pro, you got a football pro, podcast?
3: I mean, I'll start one if I get to talk trash about the Bengals beating the Steelers. Uh, God,
2: that's right. Good. Yeah. I mean, and
3: I, the
1: Reds smacked up on the Pirates today. Too. I'm sorry. We can't well, talk that, about that's, that. Day. That's not even like.
2: That's not surprising.
1: Yeah, that's not surprising. The Pirates
2: <laughs> suck. <laughs> If only hockey was going on and the Blue Jackets are beating the Pens, and then we could just keep rubbing Brad's face into it. So it'd be so lovely. So and that lovely.
1: never happens either. So it's like,
2: and then the know. whole time we're just making you watch college football with your eyes taped open. Because uh, <laughs> he doesn't like college football. So. What's that like about? All right, I'm not going to get into
3: this. I'm uh, you uh thanks for having off? me, guys. It's good to be here. Thank you.
1: Heck yeah. Uh you want to start off uh letting the listeners know a little bit about yourself and what you do for NRS?
3: Oh, I, I don't think they want to hear too much about me. Um, but uh yeah, I am the Northeast and Upper Midwest wholesale account manager for NRS, which is just a really long way to say that I'm a sales rep. <laughs> um I have been with NRS for almost 16 years now. Um, My first job with the company was uh, pushing a cart in the warehouse and putting products in the bin to get shipped out. Um, And, uh, yeah, all these years later, I've made it all the way up to lower level wholesale sales representation. So it's been uh, it's been a great ride. (laughs) Uh, No, man, it's great. Uh, We love NRS. NRS is a great company. You guys may or may not know this, but NRS is actually 100% employee owned. Mm-hmm. So not only do you have a sales rep from the company on your podcast today, you're actually speaking with an owner of, of NRS yeah. tonight. Um, so it's you know you're welcome.
1: You're welcome. Yeah, that's, that's cool. We're blessed. Yeah. <laughs> how, how does that work though? What's that? Uh, 100% employee owned. How does that work?
3: oh yeah okay so uh we're something that's we're we're an organization uh it's called an esop so an employee stock option program um so our founder bill parks he founded the company in 1972 with two thousand dollars in his garage um, just trying to get paddling equipment out to his friends Um, but uh, a few years back in 2014 um bill was kind of trying to figure out his exit strategy he's he's getting kind of older he was It was really, NRS is the second career for him. Um, He was a professor of economics um, and finance at the University of Oregon when he founded the company and then later went to the University of Idaho. And that's how the company came to Moscow, Idaho. But yeah, rather than um, selling to uh, private equity or another company, uh, Bill decided to actually sell the company to the employees. So. We founded the, the ESOP uh, as, a, as a legal entity and borrowed money from the bank and actually bought the company from Bill. So um, every share that's, that's held in the company now is held by an employee. You know, Depending on how long you've been there and, and all that kind of stuff, you get more or less shares. But uh, yeah, there's, there's nobody that, that owns shares of NRS that is not an, an employee of the company. That's cool. It's awesome. Um, yeah. It gives us all like a lot of pride and ownership and um, yeah, it just, it's, we've always had a great culture at NRS. I mean, it's an, it's an amazing place to work, but um, this just adds so much more to it. So much more depth.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, we, you know, you see that kind of a hint of it in some corporations where they have like a profit sharing or something to that effect sure. or stock options, but it tends to be on the really extremely light side. And it's cool that you guys have made it like 100% like that because, you know, NRS is a great company. We've all, you know, especially for the kayak anglers, we've, we've been familiar with them for quite some time. And, you know, I, I've always been a huge fan of their their products and what they stood for. And, you know, that's just kind of icing on the cake because it just it kind of gives those employees a that that extra push to really work hard, really be proud, like you said, be proud of the company, be proud of what they do and have pride in, you know, even as a simple job as you know, order picking, you know what I mean? Because it's just going to benefit them more to make the company as successful as possible. You know, like it's real easy to see those companies where you just, you get your butt kicked all day and it's like, Oh, we have bonuses, but, or this or that, but it's like really light. And it's, you know, it just doesn't necessarily translate well a lot of times in your workforce. So I give, you know, tip my hat to NRS because it's, uh it's definitely a a great, a great way of looking at it. I mean, obviously NRS isn't like this huge corporation, but you guys are a big part of the paddling community, community, you know, Mm I mean there's very very little people you know very few people that n- don't know what NRS is you know yeah so keep up keep it up man that's awesome thank you yes that's uh we we are super
3: proud of the company and it's it's funny you know you say you know, not many people don't know NRS and um I think in paddle sports you know if if you came from the kayaking world the rafting world you know you've you've been getting on the water with human powered recreation for a long time that's absolutely true and mm-hmm. you know NRS is a big player in paddle sports um and it's been funny as we've kind of started getting into fishing the last 10 15 years um really the last 10 years and and in earnest the last kind of eight mm-hmm. um boy we are a tiny company when it comes to fishing um you know <laughs> yeah You know, as far as life jackets and inflatable watercraft go, sure, we're we're one of the big names. Um, you go to to ICAST, go to a big fishing show, and it's like, now
1: who who are you guys again? (laughs) That's that's crazy. Um,
3: yeah, it's funny. You know, we used to go. I mean, even we used to go to OR. It was kind of fun because like we we kind of get big for our britches. And you know, I don't know why I would ever feel that way. My My first desk at the company was, you know, some piece of particle board that was put together in the back of the warehouse. Like we didn't have a real sales floor. It was just like this Mm -hmm. carpeted area in the back. Now we have a big fancy headquarters that I've never once been to, but um, (laughs) it looks real nice in the pictures. I got to tell you, I'm looking forward to going there someday when when the pandemic is over. But uh, yeah, it's it's been a great company to work for. And I tell you, pride in your work has been an incredible thing this year because I tell you, as, as a salesperson, um, I really couldn't do anything wrong uh, through throughout the last 18, 24 months. Uh, you know, kayaks have been selling themselves, mm-hmm. life jackets have been selling themselves, you know, all the things that go along with it. It's not been hard to sell outdoor recreation. Um, what has been a huge challenge has been our teams in the warehouse, packing orders, shipping out Mm -hmm. orders, working those long hours, doing the returns and the repairs and like trying to, you know, our people that are on the back end of our sales team trying to move product around and, you know, do fulfillment. Like, Oh my God. I, I just, if I don't think if we had an ESOP that people, we would have been able to keep, you know, half of our employees. It's just, it's been a, a, a tough road to hoe for a lot of people. Um, and and I'm not really one of those people, but uh, man, if it wasn't for them, we we wouldn't have a company right now. Yeah. So, yeah. shout out to all my all my other NRS uh, <laughs> brothers and sisters out there. We love you guys. You guys are doing great.
1: Yeah, it's been a crazy time for everybody across the whole industry. It's, I mean, even in the construction industry, I'm I do remodeling work, and it's it's ridiculous right now.
3: Right. Uh, a pickup bed full of lumber. Uh, you can retire on that now. Um, <laughs> <Yeah. it's> like, <laughs> like there, there's no such thing as scrap wood anymore. Yeah, like, right. it's it is, Stuff is I mean, worth its weight.
1: Heck, uh, cabinet makers, I mean, they're like three months behind. So like all of our jobs, we have like five or six unfinished jobs right now. It's It's crazy.
3: Yeah, it's a wild time. So, yeah. so we're we're uh, we, we feel really blessed to be on this side of it, and um, you know, working for a company that's taking care of its employees. We didn't let, had to let anybody go um, through the early days of the pandemic, and then obviously, nice. we've been trying to do everything we can just to keep up with the business. So it's um, we feel very very fortunate.
1: That's yeah. awesome. Well, you want to start getting into the inflatables?
3: Absolutely, I love talking about inflatable watercraft. Um, <laughs> We at NRS, I don't know if we're the we're the king of much, but I think we have to be up there in the running for king of inflatable watercraft. Um, and I love talking about them. So, uh, Brad, you just got a rival, right? Yep. How are you liking it?
1: I, I like it a lot thing. I've been out on it three times. I haven't even used I haven't even put the skeg on yet, by the way. I've just been, well, you just been on the little it. Miami, right? Uh, great Miami. You've
3: been on the great Miami. OK.
2: Yeah.
1: But. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been impressed with it stability-wise, and think paddle's awesome. Like I told you, I, I was going down through riffles, and then one, one slight paddle stroke, I was turned 180 degrees, and I made this perfect cast into the perfect spot with a topwater lure. And the fish just slammed it right when it hit the water. I was like, I could never do that again if I tried. <laughs> <laughs> but it made, it made me feel like a pro. I was like, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> I,
3: I know that feeling. Um, I'm a terrible angler, so I don't know it from a fishing perspective. But I was I was coaching my four-year-old daughter's uh, soccer practice earlier tonight, and I kicked it into the goal from a corner kick. You know, I, I bent it like Beckham, and I was like, 10, ten more tries, 10 misses guaranteed. No (laughs) doubt. Uh, so that's the closest I have for that. Um, yeah, the, the inflatables are great, right? I mean, you know, I don't get me wrong. I I love a, a big plastic fishing kayak, right? Whether I pick your manufacturer. Um, I've, I've enjoyed paddling or peddling or ring, um, all of them. I've, I've enjoyed them. Um, but there's something about an inflatable, right? Like you're you're just you're not worried about sliding it over a over the wrong kind of a rock. Um, you know, it's it's light, it's easy to move. You can get it in and out like on top of your car or, or roll it up. Um, you know, for us, I think. I think the, the the rival, the challenger, are these great watercraft for getting on any kind of water. But I think what we really love about them. Coming as as a Northwest company is kind of this idea of like adventure angling, Um, the ability to get to a put in that you absolutely cannot get to with your truck and trailer, Um, you know, hiking into a remote stream or lake uh, to fish. um, That kind of stuff is what really gets us excited. but yeah, for that everyday angler, even if they, they don't want to do that, the idea that I can roll this thing up and check it on a on a plane and travel somewhere and go on a fishing trip. Um, mm-hmm. we just we love them. So uh, the rival, it's interesting. We we call it an inflatable sit on top. Um, I don't know what makes it more of a sit on top than a regular inflatable kayak. I've never had a, a like a, a deck on an inflatable kayak before, but uh, it's kind of this cool, you know, hybrid with that with that drop stitch um, floor i mean i don't know if you've had the chance yet but have you been able to stand up and cast uh on that boat oh yeah I, I don't think a lot of people expect that kind of stability um, out of an inflatable.
1: Oh, I, I didn't. I, you know, I thought there'd be some give to it, but I mean, it's just like standing on a paddleboard.
3: Yeah, the drop stitch is is um, tremendous.
1: Yeah, and that was one thing I was going to bring up. I'll have to pull up the
3: uh... Oh, challengers. I mean, it's just, that's just a smaller one than the rival. It's the same same right. idea there.
1: Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to find the uh, drop stitch page and I'm going to bring it up. Cause I do want to talk about that, but uh, yeah, if you want to talk about it a little bit.
3: Yeah, sure. So, I mean, really like the, 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 anatomy of the rival and the challenger are essentially the same, right? You're just talking about um, a different length between the boats. So um, the rival is nine, I'm sorry, is a uh, 12 feet, six inches long. Um, and the challenger um, you get that in the, uh, i sure I'd say it right, 10 feet, eight inches. And so the anatomy is basically the same. You've, you've got a drop stitch floor that goes down the middle of the boat and then two side tubes um, that you can also inflate and give you, well, you need to inflate and give you additional stability. Um, you don't really need the buoyancy that they provide, but really what it does is gives you that that side to side stability. Um, when you're in the boat, so you're never worried about, you know, leaning a little bit too far out of the boat and having it tip over on you. If they're, they're really hard to flip, especially in anything, yeah. you know, other than, you know, something below class three whitewater.
1: Right. I, I was going to mention that too. Like, I, I don't feel unsafe on that thing at all. I, I, I'd be surprised if that thing like completely does a flip, you know?
3: No, I think you would, you, uh, unless you dragged it over, on top of you falling out, um, you're going to fall out of the boat and it's going to ride itself and, you know, continue on downstream for sure. Yeah. Which is great because it's self-rescue super easy. You just literally just climb back onto it.
1: Yeah. It's light enough to where you can just flip it over real quick. If it does, Oh man, or, or literally
3: like, like, you know, (laughs) swim with it to shore. If you're in deep water, you can, you can just literally just swim and just drag it behind you. There's, there's not the, the rivals, the big one, I think it comes in at like a whopping 31 pounds. Um, and much like the, uh, person that asked me this question at a, at a trade show one time, it weighs the exact same inflated as it does deflated.
1: Oh, okay. That was
3: That's a real cool. question I had. She said, "How much never does it really... weigh. I said 31 pounds. And she said, well, how much is it inflated? I was
2: like, well, it's full of air. <laughs> still, still 31. I didn't. I didn't fill it up with sand. That would be... or You're like or helium. It just yeah. start floating away. That would be awesome. <laughs> if, if if we
3: if actually I think NRS should really sh- should really change to to airship construction. That would be way more fun. Um, but yeah. So yeah. So yeah, we're looking at a, at a cross section of drop stitch here, and that's exactly what it is. It's kind of hard to see. It looks more like you've taken a a, a slice of cheese. Yeah, but. But what you're seeing there is is a magillion threads that connect the top layer of fabric with the bottom layer of fabric. So like anything else you've ever inflated in your life, if you did not have that drop stitch, if you if you just didn't have those threads holding this, those two layers flat and, and a uniform distance from one another, it would just turn into a hot dog. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so drop stitch. It's, it, it does give us the ability um, to go much higher pressure because we're, we're holding our layers of fabric together. But more importantly, it's what allows us to start to shape these things into flat shapes as opposed to, you know, every inflatable before drop stitch was the exact same construction. It was it was a round tube. And then maybe you did an I-beam floor to kind of give you small hot dogs to sit on top of. Mm-hmm. Um and with Drop stitch, we were really able to start making boats uh, that looked a lot different than any inflatable we'd seen before. Um, it, it was cool. The first one we made was one called the Gig Bob, uh, which had the silliest name, uh, but was a cool <laughs> little uh, personal uh, rowing boat. Uh, super fun. You could take the bottom pontoons off and turn it into a kick boat if you wanted to fish that way. Um, the Gig Bob was a lot of fun. We still yeah. have it. It's, it's still
2: around. So basically, the drop stitch is creating that that rigidness in in between yeah. the layers. And it is hold, helps hold the form instead of instead of the you know the top layer. Say you're standing on it, it it's not going to allow it to concave in whatsoever. Right. It's going to kind of well. I mean, it might have a little press to it, but it's going to still hold its shape as opposed to like you said, you get on something that's just you know. Just a pool toy, yeah. Just a pool toy. You, the first thing you always laugh about is you jump. You see people jump on those things, and they just <laughs> yeah. fold around them. So, yeah. right, and
3: so and so that's what what drop stitch does. Two things: one, it gives us the shape, but it allows us to inflate it to a pressure that can withstand our weight. Right. Um. So so that that's that's the big thing too, right? You know. So you talk about it, uh, a raft. Um, which we've been fishing out of for a long time, you know, fly fishing out west out of wraps is, is very common. Um, you know, the, the the tubes of a raft are usually between two and a half, three PSI um, on an inflatable uh, stand-up paddle board. You know, NRS boards are rated to to a 20 PSI, Um now, you don't need to do that with the the rival or the challenger uh, because you have those side tubes and you're not, you know, you, you have extra um, support there. Uh, so we tell people to do the, the floor on the challenger, the rival to about eight PSI, um, eight mm-hmm. to ten is going to be more than enough. And then the side tubes are also going to be at that like that two and a half, three range.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the uh, uh, so. talking about the floor here josh this floor even like at the lowest eight psi is incredibly tough like i was impressed you tap on it it sounds like what i'm tapping on my desk right now i mean yeah that's awesome there's not much play to it It, it's pretty impressive
2: now is there a difference in like the the floor and the bottom material versus like with the side is there or is it kind of all the same sort of material? Like, is it hardened at top and softer on the, the outside?
3: No, you, you basically have the same, um, PVC construction. So the, the tube material slash, um, you know, deck material and, the and the floor material is, a, a 30, uh, by 1000 denier PVC fabric. Um, and then, inside the the drop stitch you have the actual drop stitch material which is really just the threads that are glued mm-hmm. to those top and bottom layers of fabric and then your side tubes are, are the same okay so they're just they look a little bit different but no it's, it's really the same material which is the same thing we make you know white water rafts out of um you know it's it's really durable that's another big uh Hurdle we've had to come over as a inflatable boat manufacturer is that perception of durability, mm-hmm. um, and I think kind of depending on where you are geographically and and your familiarity with inflatable boats, um, some some regions were were quicker to adopt than others, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Brad, I know you and I were talking about our mutual friend Jeff Little and the video he was doing, you know, trying to show us that how to get a fish hook to puncture the side tube um on arrival and jeff's what six three i mean he's a giant man and he had to you know hold those pliers and put all of his weight behind it in order to puncture it like it's you know whether you're going whether you're hitting a fish hook or going over an oyster bed um it's really really hard to rip tear puncture slice Mm -hmm. this fabric um but if you do you know the, the the beauty of an inflatable versus again a, a rigid boat is that if you do manage to to break this thing in some way, you're just it's a it's not hard to patch a boat. You know we're not mm-hmm. talking about plastic welding like cracking uh, a plastic yeah. boat. Um, it is you know you're you're going to put a patch on there and have the exact same integrity that you had mm-hmm. uh, before. Where obviously we know when we start welding plastic, we're never going to have that same that same yeah. structural integrity.
1: That's a good point and. I think a lot of people don't realize that this, uh, rival has three chambers of air too. So if you do puncture one, you're still going to float.
2: You're not sinking. You,
1: right. Until, and let, until you can get to the bank and then repair it on the bank.
2: Which like is Jeff a great, there. which is a great point is yeah. the fact that you can make the repair there. Yeah. You know, on the river. Could, yeah. On the river. Jeff Little.
1: A- yeah, Jeff Little did it in his video in like 57 seconds.
3: Yeah. And depending on what you've actually done and, and how much you need to, to really repair it. I mean, you know, again, as a as a whitewater raft guide, uh, I have I have done some numbers uh, on some rafts over the <laughs> years that required required major uh, raft repair situation at the side of rivers. But even so, we're talking about a matter of, of hours. Um, and those are, you know, big, giant tears in the side of a raft tube. Um, almost anything that you would manage to do on something like this, you could, you could slap a patch on and get you to a point where you were getting home, mm-hmm. no problem, you know, throw some tear aid on there and, you know, you can do the, the, the big, you know, major patch back in your garage when you get home, but tear aid yeah. going to get you out the way. I mean, heck I've, I've done duct tape. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've, I've fixed boats with, with crazy situations. Um, so yeah, it's, it, they're great and you know there's the thing i love about it anymore you you look at all of these these rigid boats and i think you know eric jackson's kind of going after it with with that apex line Mm -hmm. the decks are getting more and more cluttered right there's just more and more stuff on there and and shapes and forms and i just i love the the clean lines of of these inflatable sit on tops you know you there's plenty of room to throw a crate behind you, um, a cooler, a well if you have one. Um, you know, daisy chains you can rig for days, and then and then we put, you know, what you're looking at right there on the screen yeah. right now is our is our rec model of the Star Rival. Um, the rival fish is going to have um, the Yak Attack um, mm. switch pad, flexible surface mounts on there. So yep. I think you get five on the rival fish, uh, and the challenger. Um, and so you can really rig that thing out as much as you can rig any other, you know, inflatable watercraft. I've seen everything on there, depth finders and, and and so on.
1: So the the way I got mine set up now, uh, I have, I've been keeping it real simple on the river lately. So I'll bring three or four rods and I'll have a book bag with just two tackle boxes in the back. And, uh, On those switch pads that you were mentioning a little few minutes ago, uh, I put Yak Attack rod stagers. They they allow me to put my rods horizontal.
2: uh,
3: Oh yeah,
1: parallel with the boat, so you don't get them caught up in the trees, hanging behind you, and stuff like that. But man, that that has like, I've only had it out three times, but like, I feel like the frustration of like kayak fishing that I was doing uh, this whole year has like completely gone away with this boat
3: simplicity yep. right just just keeping it easy and grant i mean you know with with five with five deck mounts you know you can you can mount rails on there i mean you can go as big as you want um i'm with you probably because i'm not a very good angler uh simplicity is key for me like if i have to start rigging lots and lots of stuff and making it a big to-do i'm just not gonna go like i'm just right. I'm, I'm not that good of a fisherman i'm not that i'm, I'm i just don't you know i'm just not gonna go if, if it's right. that big of a hassle i'm not gonna do it i got two kids like i don't have all day for this um and that's what i love about about the rival fish is that it, it keeps it simple for me you know i don't have to worry about pulling a trailer i don't have to worry about mm-hmm. you know everything i just throw it in the back of my truck and i'm at the river in you know 15 minutes i'm right here in lebanon ohio i can get out to the south lebanon uh put in for the little miami in seven minutes Yep. So I can go at the spur of the moment, right? Just really, yeah. literally whip it in the back of my truck, throw one strap across the the stern handle, and I'm on my way. Yep.
1: Piece of cake. And that's that's the thing with, I had a heavy kayak before, and I had like the bow mount and everything. And it got to the point where I was like, I don't even want to get it out today. And there'd be times where I, I wouldn't go fishing because of, I'm like, I just don't want to drag it.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's it's just a lot, you know? And it's funny because I think that's where, like, that, that's why kayak fishing started to get exciting and started to become really popular, right? Was because we had we had these smaller boats, we were more mobile, we could do more with them, they were more versatile. Um, and then suddenly, it's just another bass boat, right? Yeah. Like we've got we've got yeah. a motor on the back, we've got one on the front, we've got all of the electronics, we've got all of these mount. We got you know, and suddenly you're like, man. I now I've got nine grand sunk into this thing. I might as well just go buy a tracker. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: But I mean, uh, that's that's just the influence of tournaments. You know, when it hit, when kayak fishing and the tournament scene blew up, it's just going to, it's always going to add to it because yeah, when know you start what, making money. Yeah, well, and not only that, but it's like it's like you guys mentioned, though. It's these A lot of people who tend to do tournaments start taking it more and more serious, so they want to have more and more rods rigged up because it's more efficient. The more cast you can make, you know, I don't have to sit there and tie on baits. Yeah. And then you start venturing in from what we used to kind of start out doing, which is smaller bodies of water. And then these tournaments are showing up on like Fork or, you know, <laughs> all these big like Erie, you know, you name it. It gets bigger and bigger. So th- those bigger kayaks have their place. Sure. You know, but the ocean, you know, uh. with threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Me personally, I am not going to go throw uh, a Hobie or even a Jackson big rig pedal drive out on the river. I just have no desire to do that whatsoever. I'd rather just get in a boat that I can paddle and is somewhat manageable, you know, as far as weight-wise. I mean, and I have a trailer, and we have access points like that, but of course. me and Brad love the further away you can get from the norm, you know, the further away you can get from those boat launch river spots dams. and stuff like that. Yeah, and the dams yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and I mean, now you're an adventure me- angler. You're exactly
3: yeah. the kind of person that, that we're talking about with with these yeah. NRS products.
2: Yeah, and it's, a, it's the reason a lot of us got into it, and you just kind of get – you get involved in the other things. I mean, Brad was fishing tournaments. I mean, that's why he's been back and forth with so many different kayaks because he's like one minute, he's like, yeah, I'm going to do the tournaments and the next, he's like, I don't really have a need for this. I'm going to downgrade again. And then he's like, oh, maybe I will, and then maybe I won't. So it's and like it, – it, it, it's yeah, hard because you want to you like, just have one for every scenario.
1: Yeah. You know? And I'm trying I a was quiver. trying to cater. I was trying to cater to both. And I was yeah, having trouble. Hard doing to do that. that. Yeah. It's
2: yeah. very hard to do that. Um, I mean, yeah, I have a Jackson Kilroy HD, and the boat's great, great in the river, and I love it. Great, and I can bro. fit my kids in it, and I'm like, this thing's awesome. And then I go to move it, and I'm like, yeah, but yet it's still ninety-five pounds. Like it's, it's you know, it's still They're a heavy massive. kayak. Yeah.
3: They're massive, uh, and that's I think uh, you know. And we this is not you know the 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 rival, the challenger. These are not the first inflatable kayaks that NRS has made, right? right. Um, mm-hmm. And you know we've been selling inflatable watercraft on these same ideas for a very long time. Um, inflatable kayaks have have been in this this position for a long time, which is you know portability, durability, and storability. Right? right. I mean you know you you want to see me at a put-in and i will literally take that challenger if i have it on on the roof rack of my my truck which is eight and a half feet high give or take um i will just throw it off you know i don't care i can literally just throw it off and it'll bounce on the parking lot like into the bushes whatever it's fine the boat's fine um and you know we used to live in when i was in grad school we lived in downtown baltimore maryland and lived in a, a tiny row home and i probably had oh i don't know 15 boats in our basement boats and boards in our basement like that would be completely impossible with yeah. with rigid boats right yeah, yeah. um you know my wife that the joke is always you know how many kayaks do you really need blake <laughs> just one more <laughs> just one more <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, awesome. Usually, uh, usually applies to to beers too. But um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she's that's not funny. listening. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I think that that's what it is, right? You know, you talk about being able to to get this thing to the water without a roof rack, without yeah. without a trailer, being able to store it, uh, whether that's in your suburban house, your country estate, your mm-hmm. condominium. Um in South Beach, you know wherever it might be on your sailboat, your rV uh you know van life is everything now, right mm-hmm. um, I just think it, it just whether it's your your primary watercraft or or something else in your quiver, I think inflatables really do have have a place um on oh, the yeah. river on the water for sure
2: I think you'll i mean we've seen a giant explosion that happened mm-hmm. due to covid and i I love there's this that's the biggest positive I want to kind of sure you see it's just the outdoor industry exploded because you know, everything shut down and people are like, well, yeah, we don't want to sit around in the Mm -hmm. house, you know, especially because when everything really started shutting down last year was right when the weather's breaking. And, you know, I think everybody found a new, new thing, you know, for a lot of people who were just were cool with sitting around in the house or just sitting on their back porch but then they're like, man, I'm here all day. I can't. I don't go to work. I'm working from home. Yeah. I want to leave the house, but I can't go inside anywhere. So let's can't go some- to a
3: restaurant. Can't right. go to a movies. Mm-hmm. Can't take my kids to a museum or an amusement park or whatever. Like us go hiking.
2: yeah. And the beauty of these inflatables is that you don't need a lot of things to get yourself out there. You just need the mm-hmm. boat, the life jacket, and the paddle. And then you're on your way, and it doesn't matter if you're in a Ford Fiesta or a Ford F one hundred and fifty or whatever. You know what I mean? It's it's that's my biggest thing I, I love about it because you know even a stand up paddleboard like a rigid one, a you know a big plastic one is it's not the easiest thing to move around. You know, and uh, there's still
1: like fifty five pounds too.
2: Right, and it's you know, this just, it just opens so many doors to so many different types of people. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be fishing, you know, this is, a, no, not at all. yeah, it's, it's a wreck thing, you know, and it's like, get out on the water, go, you, people will be surprised at what they see in their backyards, you know? And that's my biggest, that's why I love the river so much. It's like, you know, Brad and I live in a suburban area. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're just South of us, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, you know how it is between Cincinnati and Dayton. It's, there is mainly suburbs. And eventually I think Cincinnati and Dayton is gonna be connected by suburbs. We're For sure. Very, I mean very, we're really close, close, right? Yeah. Like yeah, there's there's not I much mean, in between. <laughs> if you go down 75, you're going through suburbs, and you know, it doesn't you might be able to go east or west a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. very, not very far, but you know, they've always talked about you know it connecting eventually, and it sort of has, but the beauty of it is is that you can get that that backcountry feel when you get out on the river, you know, mm-hmm. and well, especially here, a, you know, we have yeah. the
3: scenic rivers. I mean, it's, it's amazing yeah. how like, this is a cool spot. I, I, we just moved back and I'm sorry. Did, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Josh. Oh, you're but like, Uh, I got to tell you, I, people gave me a lot of grief, right? Like you're, you're an outdoor rep. You're moving from the Chesapeake Bay to, <laughs> to the middle of Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio. Like that, that's what you're going to move to. And I'm like, do you understand how awesome the Little Miami and the Great Miami Rivers are? Yeah. What what amazing resources we have between oh, yeah. these two cities. Like, if you want to get on the water, it is very doable here. I I like this place. Sorry. Yeah. No. Um,
2: please yeah, go on. I'm it, sorry. It's it's the, you know, you've seen the explosion of the stand up paddleboard. Mm-hmm. You've seen the explosion of the kayak industry. You've you know, fishing or just recreation wise. And the inflatable game, I think, is just going to keep blowing up. I really think – and I think it's, it's going to be – so
3: That was the best pun of the night. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.
2: I don't know if you meant to do it or not, but that I was fantastic. No, but it's um, – but what I was sitting there thinking because awesome. I've seen some of the different stuff that's come out, and it's just – it's going to be like what we saw with a rigid kayak, a regular plastic kayak. I think you're going to start seeing – crazy cool designs there's going to be a lot of innovation and you know you're going to be eventually i say probably in the next five six years it's going to be like almost like we see now like how crazy do you want to go with it you know like (laughs) (laughs) like, do you want do you want just a little like you know stand up paddleboard are you looking at a hobie style inflatable you know and it's you know, it's, it'll be cool to see what comes out. I'm excited. I'm I mean, excited Hobie's
3: already putting pedal drives in their inflatable kayaks, yep. right? I mean, they're, uh, Hobie's doing some incredible stuff, right? Like, yeah. uh, granted, I'm, I'm going to sit here and, and, and ring the NRS belt as much as you guys will let me while I'm here. But um, it's not just us driving this train. You know, there are a lot of manufacturers that are out there getting on board and, and pushing this thing. And, um, you know, we're the first to be excited about that because mm-hmm. – you know as as they say a rising tide floats all ships um and so so we love to see this this inflatable tidal wave coming um it's great we're we're thrilled and you know and i think to your point too josh like it's gonna be kind of like rigid boats you know where we got everything from blow molded you know three hundred dollar options that people that are really, really serious about boating probably aren't gonna wanna get involved with, but that still make kayaking and paddling in water accessible to a group of people who otherwise wouldn't have been able to get to it, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. am I gonna have a, a, a sun dolphin in, the ba- in my garage? Absolutely not. Am I thrilled to see them being sold in stores and seeing people getting on the water uh, that wouldn't otherwise have done it because there's no way they're gonna buy a thousand dollar Hobie or Bonafide or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, that's that's awesome. Like, I I love to see that. I'm I'm glad those other manufacturers are out there. I'm glad we're getting people on the water because people in our position, I I think that's that's where we are, right? Like, we're seeing one of the greatest resurgences in people going outside and recreating in the Mm -hmm. outdoors that, that we've seen, you know, in in our lifetimes, this is probably the the biggest creator of outdoor enthusiasts that we've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it it happened in the, in the sixties and the seventies. And, and this is our, our new, our new big resurgence. And uh, I'm, I'm thrilled for it. And I I think it, it is, it is our responsibility as people that know what we're doing to, not only encourage that but make Mm -hmm. sure that that we're not doing anything that would shame somebody and keep them from getting on the water and coming and recreating with us right like i think you know granted again like i said please buy an nrs boat or a star inflatable that's going to be the way that you're going to be happiest in life and you will never reach that that pinnacle of happiness uh but if you must settle for something slightly below that, just get out on the water and play, take your kids out and play, you know, that, that's, that's what we can do. And, um, I think, I think that's going to be the the biggest thing that comes out of, out of this, this very trying time for our country and, and our, and our planet, um, -hmm. is that, you know, families are going to go outside and recreate again. And, uh, Josh, you have kids, uh, Brad, you're on the way. I know it's just a matter of time, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I think that that's one of the greatest joys in life is getting to to share the outdoors with your family, and um, that that's clearly the the lemonade of the lemons we've all been served for the last two years. Um, and yeah. I, I for one, am, am pretty thrilled about it. Yeah, yeah
2: that's cool. Well, let's man. go into the back to the NRS line. And I wanted to ask some questions like, what, what is a consumer expected to receive in their box when they purchase Arrival? Yeah, great question. So you're going to get the boat
3: and then like a high five. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's in the box? Um, you're going to get uh, the boat. You are going to get the cool carry bag that it comes with. So a, a, a zippered suitcase bag, Brad, you've seen that. Mm-hmm. Um, this thing is awesome because it is what's gonna protect us when we're traveling. Um, so again, one of my favorite things about, about th- these watercraft is my ability to travel with them. Um, so I'm taking them on airplanes all the time uh, and I love it, right? Normally I would be, I would fly somewhere and have to rent a boat, borrow a boat, find a mm-hmm. friend, whatever um, now I can check this thing right through and, uh, no added baggage fees and anything like that. So boat, uh, pump repair kit all comes in the bag. Um, I think you only get the one fin in the boat. Is that right, Brad? Just the the, the one skeg, which you can choose to use or not. And then we also, you know, you can, you can buy other fins. We, know, we make, the, the one inch shorty fins we make a grass fin we make some kind of mm. mid-range all water fins if you're getting in the shallower water so like great miami river you could probably use the skeg and not have any issues almost anywhere on the water mm-hmm. little miami river you have anything more than a, a two inch fin especially this time of year you know you're gonna you're gonna catch that thing here and there mm-hmm. um it really all that's that's giving you is the ability to, to track through the water um so on the river Uh, You know, narrower, smaller, skinny water rivers, um, not as big of an issue. When you start talking about, you know, paddling on open water, big lakes, stuff like that, you're going to want to have that tracking ability. Um, Mm. As awesome as it was for you to flick your wrist one time and spin the boat 180 degrees and make that (laughs) cast, um, that's fantastic. Unless you're on a lake, and every time you take a paddle stroke, you're going, rah, yeah, rah, rah, rah. and then the, the then that that skeg really comes in handy, yeah, uh, yeah, and then and then you get our seat. And fun fact, the seat is easy to come off. So if you're using it for a multi-day trip, it's also a great campfire seat to be using. Um, so you don't have to bring an extra chair along.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's actually a pretty comfortable seat too.
3: It's a pretty comfortable seat. The first ones were not. Our prototypes were terrible. Oh my God. And my I'm not a I'm not a small man. Um and I, I broke a couple. Um but the new ones are much better. And uh, yeah, pretty comfortable seat. Uh, yep. and it goes great with the NRS Chinook. The the, the pillow sits right on yeah. top of that, man. You know, yep. yeah. I, I the,
1: was thinking about that the other day actually, and I you know, I sat back in the seat and I'm like, oh yeah, that doesn't affect it at all. That's no. nice
3: um man shout out to the chinook that's what that's what got nrs into the fishing game in the first place
2: yep yep i remember winning mine at the little miami river tournament that or well they canceled they ended up being a Cowan lake uh loveland tournament that brad won and i ended up winning my chinook from from the shop actually before i got on the team i was one of my the door prizes and i was like oh I wanted a new one of these because I had a um I had the Stolquist keeper, which I liked it. I just, Great it just was killing killing my back, man. Like mm. I, I'd be okay for about two or three hours. And if I went longer than that, from where it pushes you forward slightly, it just it drove me crazy. And since I've got the Chinook, I've never looked back. And I love that thing, man. I love the pockets. I love all the all the weird stuff that thing does that you half people don't even know till we when we had oh, yeah. had you guys on before and we talked about it and it was it was a a great episode but right yeah the
3: built-in rod holder that's always the yeah. The, the, yeah. The, the biggest the biggest surprise <laughs> of the day right i yeah. love the built-in rod holder i can't tell you yeah i've i've broke i've stepped on a lot of rods uh i'm big dumb animal folks ask my wife and oh, uh I've broken them. I break them.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. don't set it, you don't have to set them down ever again. You don't have to set it down ever again.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: I found it uh, handy when I'm off the kayak waiting. You know, I'll just put it right Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Start tying, you know. It's
2: nice. Yeah,
3: that's it, man. It, I, yeah, I, I definitely use that rod holder a lot more wading and walking around on shore than I do. Yeah. When, I mean, never use it in the boat when I'm sitting. Right. Um, but, yeah, like, you know, it's, it's when I get out and wade and, and walk. Because uh, inevitably I'll get to the shore or whatever, and then set it down and you know, do whatever I'm doing, it's something stupid in, inevitably, and then come back and.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have an idea. I have a, a little idea. Oh, I want to hear you guys it. Guys, integrate a GoPro mount into it. Ooh. Something no, like something that's rigid, that's plastic, it can snap onto, and then you don't have to worry about. somebody I'm gonna wear the the chest straps and stuff over your jacket. Uh, hey, Rex de Guzman, if you're listening, <laughs> uh, I want you to get that action cap
3: uh, mount rigged for the chinook. Let's get on that, buddy. <laughs> on that. that sounds like a great product for Rex to make. <laughs> uh, fresh fish, baby. Love that guy. Uh, yeah, dude, that's a cool. That's a great idea.
2: Yeah, yeah I think I've never you're, thought about that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you could rig something up, but it'd be kind of cool that if it's integrated... Into it, you know, sewn into it, where you don't, you know, that it's, it's there, it's good, it's not going to go anywhere, you know.
3: I yeah. feel like something that would just um, clip onto the yeah. lash tab would be a good option for that, yeah. right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. do, do you guys rig a knife on your lash tab? I haven't yeah, rigged a knife I on do. one of my lash tabs in years. I
2: did. I have an NRS pilot, and it was really, really nice. funny. Is the first time I put it, I put it handle side up. And I was like, "This is the most annoying thing I've ever realized." Because that handle just—it's sharp teeth. on that end. Yeah, too. It's dude, it's, it's, it's like a bottle opener in it on that end. And I'm like, oh, "Well, it has—it has, it has a I glass don't... punch then... on
3: it." On the pilot it has a glass punch on the end. I remember <laughs> I used to part. have that on my whitewater skirt, and I—I I kept or my whitewater vest, and I was—it was rubbing holes in my spray <laughs> skirts. And that's when the co-pilot came out because we were, I was like, "This is this knife is great." but it is untenable it is it is it's like a machete it's it's <laughs> why is it so big uh in the co-pilot the co solved all my problems and now i'm i'm a Nico guy personally
2: but yeah. uh i um, i flipped it upside down and the best part was trying to get it off of that i'm like i had to get like a screwdriver out and have somebody else actually try and slide yeah it wasn't the easiest thing but i was like Dude, i you know as much as i wanted to complain about it I was thinking to myself, I'm like, that's what I want though. I want to know that it's sign to not come off, right? Yeah, it's not going to come off. You know, it's gonna, it's secure. It's there. It's not sliding off. But I finally flipped it upside down. <laughs> 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 yeah. I, I mean, funny. there's I have pictures like where I'm like, why is your head always tilted?
3: Like, <laughs> I used to love the guys that would rig their, their on the whitewater vest. They would rig their knife handle side up, like right here. So they were like drawing the knife like out of their vest like man. past their neck and i'm like yeah that's great excalibur like in- <laughs> enjoy enjoy your river rescue with your right. sliced jugular
1: <laughs> oh man
3: um yeah yeah, yeah you can do people a lot of good with that
2: but <laughs> no uh
3: yeah i just think on the last that would be a good idea maybe
2: oh yeah i was thinking that like because it's it's it'd be a great feature in there man it's um it's something that i've been like do i want to do do a chest mount or a hat mount and i just can never figure it out so i end up not doing neither one of them so
3: yeah trust me i mean th- there's i'm glad i can't figure out a place to mount my gro my gropo my gopro <laughs> uh because doesn't anybody want to watch me just fumble with knots and these big dumb
1: banana <laughs> fingers trying to
2: tie stuff. It's terrible. It's not good TV, guys. It's not good TV. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead, oh. Brad. Sorry.
1: Oh, I was I was just gonna go back to the bag. Uh, first, mm-hmm. uh, the I saw the bag. The first thing that popped in my head was AEP. And Josh knows what uh, you might know what it is too. AEP is a recreational uh, land with a bunch of ponds and stuff. So I'm like, oh, okay. AEP. That is yeah. AEP. That place would be perfect for this thing. Mm-hmm. And I've never, I've never gone there because I've always had these heavy kayaks. I'm, I'm, like, I'm not carrying that through the woods. But I got plans to go next year with this inflatable. So I just Absolutely. wanted to throw that in there.
3: I mean, that's it, right? Uh, it's, it's again. That's, that is the epitome of the event adventure angler that we are really designing these products for. It's for the person that wants to take. A boat into water that they would not otherwise be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, while we're talking about this, so I don't forget, uh, we do have those Yak Attack switch pads on there. So, listeners, mm-hmm. I want to be very clear: those switch pads will take accessories from a variety of manufacturers, right? Whether yeah. it's it's Yak Attack, Railblazer, Scotty, but. Those accessories will come with their own screws. Make sure you get onto NRS.com and look at the screw sizes you should be using. If you use too long of a screw into that switch pad, you will puncture the side tube below the switch pad. It is really hard to fix. Um, And it is not covered by warranty. So... Get on there and make sure you check out. We we put it right on the on the NRS website. Uh, Yak Attack, Mighty Mount, Switch, or Blades of Starport HD. Use the one quarter twenty by five eighths uh, screws if you're doing the Scotty side deck mounts. Um, use quarter by twenty by seven by eight screws go on there and look I'm Glad you glad you that a lot of grief later it's a it's a big mistake <laughs> yeah.
0: it's Fred's
1: happened like, I'm, before i'm
2: glad you brought that up I well almost... <laughs> no I, I
1: heard it from jeff little on his video so i knew before i even got the rival you know mm-hmm. so i'm like he said make sure to use the smaller screws with the yak attack so i was like all right yeah Perfect. yeah i think yak
3: attack started putting both sets of screws in yep. the uh in their kits um which is super helpful i think yeah. scotty probably will too and railways Mm -hmm. will get on board because we're not the only inflatable manufacturer out there um but yeah that is a that is a big big whoopsies
1: and those uh yak attack uh switch pads they're it's nothing more than a mighty mount gear track that's all it is it's like a three or four inch gear track so Mm -hmm. any of your any of your accessories that you can put in a gear track you can use on it the anchor wizard won't work just because the body's too big so you might have to, you know, put two two switch pads and then a gear track on top of those, but
3: Well, and the great thing about that boat, I mean, yes, it comes with five switch pads, but there is nothing in the world preventing you from gluing five more on. Yeah. yeah. And you it know? looks easy too. It's super easy. I mean, again, we've been gluing stuff on the rafts for a long time. It is not mm-hmm. hard to put a switch pad on, onto one of those tubes. So same thing. And if you like the cleaner lines of say, you know, the rival or another inflatable kayak, that's not the rival fish. And you only want, you know, one or two of those switch pads, you can, you can do that too. Um, that's a great product.
1: What, here's a good one. Uh, what glue do you recommend for uh, gluing those?
3: Um, I think on that, because it's PVC, your best option is using stay bond um that's going to give you that's like a a two-part glue that will give you uh the best bond between because basically you're gluing rubber onto pvc so stay bonds really good for those like different um materials gluing together okay um and a lot of that stuff you can find on nrs.com as well uh pick up the phone call our repairs team call our call our call center um, you will always get somebody on the phone if you call during business hours. We don't have an automated phone tree system. Um, our folks there would love to talk you through that. These guys just, and gals, uh, just live and breathe boating all day long, and they love talking this stuff. So, give them a call. Everybody, you know, when I when I was in, in a, a young salesperson at NRS. Um, the vast majority of our business was done over the phone you know we were still a catalog company and the website was a very very small part of our business um i can't tell you i was in my early 20s i, I remember laying under my desk on like a saturday morning like mega hungover, just with a headset on and like slapping my phone <laughs> on my chest like thank you for calling nrs how can i help
2: you and then talking
3: about voting with people for hours but uh no, these, these, these guys and gals are fantastic and uh, and would be happy to walk you through some of that stuff. But, yeah, stay on is the answer. Sweet.
2: Is there a gauge, a PSI gauge on the pump so they're aware? That's right. There is one
3: on the pump. Um, it is one of those pieces that likes to get broken before the actual functionality of the pump. Uh, but we can replace it for you. Um, but, nice. yeah, there is a pressure gauge on there that works great. Again, you're going to do about eight to ten psi on that floor and three on the side tubes. Um, same thing if you're doing the pike. Uh, the pike is a similar construction. It's more of a traditional inflatable kayak style. So mm-hmm. your your tubes go all the way around and the floor sits a little lower. Um, but same thing on that one. Cool.
1: Um, so there, there's a, I, I noticed I haven't played with it yet, but there's two uh, functions on the pump. Can mm-hmm. you go through that?
3: Yeah, so it's a it's a two stage pump, um, and you've got a a big high volume uh, plunger that's in there, and so that's great for your side tubes. That that'll get your side tubes up to two and a half, three psi, and oh, what would you say, Brad? Forty five seconds per tube, give or take. Uh, if that, um, yeah, yeah. I mean it's 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 fast, right? It, it pushes it pushes a lot of air, but when you're doing that uh, that floor you know, you're trying to get to eight PSI. And so up to about three, four PSI, that, that big plunger is good. But after that, it starts getting really hard to push that big plunger down. So you push the button on and it goes to the high pressure. So you're pushing less air, but it's, it's a smaller diameter. So you get to that, you know, four to eight, 10 PSI relatively quickly. So that's it, right? It's 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 your high volume versus high pressure settings on that.
1: Bottom. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. that's interesting. I, I didn't even use it the first time I pumped it up and I saw it after the fact. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that, that, that's that is why it's called off. the Super <laughs> 2 pump. Yeah. It so
3: has two stages.
1: Yeah, that's cool.
3: Well, uh, Yeah, I'm sorry, please.
1: Uh, I was just going to say, uh, we are winding down, but I was going to let you uh, say whatever you're going to say real quick. Oh, uh
3: yeah, I think if you're if you're using that pump, uh, it takes probably, I don't know, ten to fifteen minutes to inflate that boat. So again, you're you're still even if you're taking, you know, it, it takes a little bit of extra time when you get to the water. Um, I still think compared to, to dropping in with the trailer, uh, it's a relatively quick yeah. process getting that boat
1: inflated. And that's one of the myths that people have with uh inflatables too. They think you have to deflate every time you're like going somewhere i haven't had to def- deflate yet i'll throw it in the back of my truck and strap it in you know i'll Absolutely. get on the water I'm, I'm on the water within five minutes
3: no i mean yeah if, if you have a small car uh then you're probably gonna have to to deflate it and roll it mm-hmm. up but if you've got a pickup truck or or an suv you can throw it right in the back it's easy to throw onto factory roof racks even you don't need to do yep. any kind of additional stuff on there um i will say if you're storing it inflated you would do well if you live in extreme climates to not leave that like out in the sun and the heat mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff um, uv degradation is a thing but also you know those boats are held together with adhesives um and anybody who's put their their feet up by a campfire uh time or two will have had their the soles of their shoes melt off from getting too hot. Yep. So if you're in those Southern southern climates and it's, you know, reaching hundred degrees in the summertime and your boat sitting out in the backyard, um, don't be surprised if you leave it inflated at full pressure and you start to see some seam, seam failure on that thing. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that, that can absolutely happen. So, you know, try to keep it in the shade, keep it in cooler, cooler storage. If you, if you can um, probably won't happen too much here, but
1: right. Is it better to deflate it slightly? i I
3: do like to deflate it a little bit you know um i think on that that floor at 8 to 10 psi it's probably fine right like a sup that you're keeping at 15 to 20 psi i definitely bleed some air when i'm when i'm storing it um i would say on on these the the side tubes are more important to deflate and bleed than the floor um so, and again, that's one of those things where it's, that's the easiest part to inflate. Um, it just takes a few pumps with that, that big high volume side to, to get those back up. So if it were me um, and I'm keeping it relatively inflated, I'm going to, I'm going to drop those side tubes down, you know, a lot of the way you don't have to, you don't have to drain yeah. them all the way, but um, you know, when things are sitting out in the sun and it's hot. Uh, that air is getting hotter and hotter inside that chamber, it's going to continue to expand. So, if you're at max and then you leave it out in the sun, um, that's the recipe for a blown seam, yeah.
1: yeah, Okay, good to know. Um, so, you, it, Josh, if you didn't have anything else, I was gonna kind of no, wind it down, yeah. Okay, um, I, I just quickly wanted to go over like some of the myths behind inflatables because people people worried about durability and dragging and hitting a rock and stuff like that. Is there anything you could offer an advice for that?
3: We have been running inflatable watercraft down some of the most challenging whitewater rivers uh, in the world for, Oh, going on 70 years now um, since people started taking World War II surplus life rafts down the Grand Canyon and, and Western rivers, um, there is very little that you can throw at one of these boats. That's really going to beat it up. Um, but if then, if you get to the point where you do, if you do manage to puncture this thing on a, on a sharp rock or stick or whatever, you're not paying attention or whatever, um, you can fix them really really easily it comes with a patch kit uh we sell extra materials and glues we have all kinds of step-by-step tutorials um there are companies that that specialize in in inflatable watercraft repair but yeah if if you do manage to hurt it uh you can fix it um relatively easily but it takes a lot it it takes i mean i've seen rafts you know wrapped around rocks and in whitewater rivers just getting slammed Mm-hmm. And then you finally get that thing off of there and all I can do just pump it back up again. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it, it takes quite a bit.
1: Uh, how how do you feel about dragging them across the ground to get to water?
3: Generally speaking, I'm going to ad- advise against that. That's okay. You, know, you, you, you wouldn't drag your backpack. You wouldn't drag, right. you know, anything else that, that you own. Honestly, um, you shouldn't drag your, your plastic boat either. No, no. Um <laughs>
2: I don't get. I can't stand it when people are like, "Oh, these kayak companies need to reinforce the bottom (laughs) because I drag my kayak up and down the boat ramp." And it's like, hey, what?" Like, I did that one time, and it was the biggest mistake I ever made. And realized, like, literally on the first time, I almost dragged a hole in it, and it wasn't by choice. I was like frustrated, and I was like, "I'm leaving." And then I didn't even think about it, and I ran up with it behind me and realize, man i couldn't have dragged it a worse across a worse surface which was a ramp and you know how a lot of times they're all like
3: corrugated
2: corrugated and it's rougher because they want you to have traction on it and i mean i see people do it all the time they just and they drag it and they're like, I don't understand why I have a hole in it. I'm like, I I have perfect understanding why you have a hole in it. Yeah.
3: I mean, and and you could, and you can probably get away with it a lot of times. And again, it's a lot lighter. So, um, it'll probably hold up to it better than, than a heavier boat would, but yeah, I would not recommend dragging it. Um, there are a Mm -hmm. multitude of boat carts available to you. If you Mm -hmm. are paddling solo and you, you can't figure out a way to carry that 31 pound boat all by yourself. um, there are a lot of options available to you. Uh, yeah. They're called boat carts, and and you should invest in one. It's definitely yeah. worth uh, – it's
1: good insurance policy. Especially if your inflatable and uh, ends up looking like Jeff Littles, then you're definitely going to need a boat cart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you have all of those things
3: on there, you're going to need a boat cart uh, for sure. Jeff's, Jeff's boat well, does not weigh 31 pounds.
1: Well, even um, with all that stuff, it probably only weighs 60. Yeah and Lord caring. knows
3: jeff can pick it up because he you know moonlights as the hulk or whatever he does <laughs> but his hair is so good right now too it's so, <laughs> I'm, i've been trying to grow mine out to kind of emulate him but he's, <laughs> God, he's so handsome That's um funny. but he's probably super uncomfortable if he listens to this right now <laughs> <laughs> i don't
1: think i don't think he listens to this it's all good. i don't think he gets uncomfortable frankly <laughs> uh but yeah.
3: uh yeah boat carts, uh and yeah yeah you said you you can get him heavy um but no, I, w- I would not recommend dragging them yeah awesome
1: well man I appreciate you coming on it's been fun gosh
3: guys thank you so much for having me um I know let's I'd get probably, out and uh, let's hey we're local let's do this thing you guys right, can yeah. uh, I am always good for your ego I assure you uh, <laughs> I'm a good fishing partner in that way I need no. to hit the
1: little miami more it's been a couple of years I think so
3: come on down man uh there's there's smallies um and a few other things in there. It's kind of boring right now. Let's wait till the spring when there's some actually water in it.
2: Yeah, yeah it's well, it boring. got it got some water moving in it. It didn't go up very high, but yeah, it got yeah. muddy uh, last yeah. week. Yeah, real muddy. I was
1: actually up in uh, John Bryan State Park.
2: I saw that. that's what I, that's what we're doing. All right, we're taking inflatables and we're going up to the gorge and With we're starting and gorge and inflatable supposed to be. <laughs> that sounds fun. <laughs>
3: uh, hey, ODNR. I know you're not listening, but uh, my policy has <laughs> always been with Product you guys. It's better testing. to ask forgiveness than permission. Absolutely. <laughs> <Probably
1: testing. laughs> That's funny, man. Well, you, uh, get, you, you got
3: in for the ticket.
1: <laughs> yeah. You want to uh, let anybody know where they can follow you and all that kind of all that good stuff?
3: Oh, yeah, they don't want to follow me, but uh, if if you are so inclined, uh, I am bling Blake on Twitter and uh, bling underscore Blake on Instagram, and I'd love to see you. Come on, hang out. I mostly talk about comic books and movies, though, so it's not a lot of fishing yeah. stuff.
2: <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. We all got our hobbies. Check out NRS, guys. Um, it's not just life jackets. They make so much stuff. I mean, you guys make bilge pumps. Life jackets, boats, knives—like it just the list goes on and on. Dry suits,
3: threads like these.
2: Yes, I mean yeah, me and Brad. Got... One of me and Brad's favorite shirts yeah. is the burial, right?
1: Yep. I need that shirt you're wearing too. The one you wore the other day too. That's
3: yeah, nice man, awesome. it's this the same one. It's just, just different color. It's like I I only have, sure. have like I, I like seasonal uniforms. We're uh, shop this... at Blake's. <laughs> That's right. Come on over. I got samples. You guys come on down. You guys will fit them uh yeah nrs.com uh we'd love to see you guys there come check it out and uh say what's up
2: all right brad anything else bud nope good episode man yeah thank you again blake and thank you everybody for listening we will see you next week and take care see ya thanks
0: Thanks. for tuning in to another killer episode on paddle and Finn.